Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Unseen Universe. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Kelly Ray. I'm one of the co-hosts. Usually Karen Dominguez Cabin, aka The Wizard, would be joining for the introduction, but we split the last episode up into two parts. So this is a continuation of that episode entitled The Talking Rock. So if you haven't listened to it, please go check that out first. That way this episode will make a little bit more sense. And with that, let's go ahead and jump on into episode seven. Check your ego at the door. Enjoy, guys. So just a couple more questions, and then I think that maybe you can tell us one of your coolest or most interesting meditation stories. I'll tell one that I like a lot from my end, and then we will move everybody into a bonus episode where Karen will actually take us through a guided meditation that you guys can come back and listen to anytime you want. So I think probably the last couple questions that I have, because we've gone over so many questions already, I think the biggest question that people ask is kind of the same as whenever people go and read cards is, do I need to have a specific question that I'm going into meditation with or a specific concern or topic? Or can I just say I'm here for meditation to clear my mind or get clarity and I'm happy to receive whatever guidance comes through? That kind of touches on all the things we talked about here about mindfulness, focus meditation. It really depends in the moment of what you're needing that day, where your stress levels are, mm-hmm. where, you know, what you're needing to work on. Because maybe in the morning, all you need to do is just be in the point of receiving whatever higher med- information needs to come in for you so that you can start your day with a good thought, good energy, and, you know, the intent. So you don't have to have it. But I would say more often than not for myself, I will go into meditation and go with the openness of whether I want to hear about, you know, how are my finances or should I do this job? Should I create this? Should I create that? I'm more in the place of I'm open to hear what is meant for me today Mm -hmm. and open that. If I have something that, you know, is really pending like an event you know, is this an event that is going to be beneficial for me and also Mm -hmm. for the people that I connect with? Am I going to be needed in this situation? And that will be my intent of a question and guidance that I'm looking for. And I will basically set it on the altar of my mind as I go into meditation and allow what comes. If nothing comes, I'm okay. If something comes, I'm okay. I don't, I don't feel that I can't get up until I get the answer. I know one way or another, it comes into my mind. And like you said earlier, and I wanted to touch on this was when you go into meditation, whether you stay awake or go to sleep, your subconscious mind has every detail of every moment of your meditation, every conversation, every piece of information that has been given is in your subconscious. And as you awaken, it will come forward. And that's kind of my intention. I set whenever I do it, whatever information that comes, allow it to go into my subconscious mind and store there. And when I awaken and I need it, allow it to come to the forefront of my mind to be a benefit for me and those around me. So I always try to set that intention and trust that that that's what they they do. They give it to you. You're not missing out. You consciously don't know about it, but if your practice is good and you come up from a meditation nap or a meditation you think you fell asleep in and you come back, you feel refreshed, know you got everything you needed. And also, if you go into meditation and you come out and say you don't, quote, go to sleep, 
you're in a meditative consciousness and you come out and you feel like a, either you didn't receive a message or you didn't receive the message that you wanted. Don't be disappointed. Don't be, well, that's not really what I was expecting. You can't go into meditation with any expectations, but you just can't, you can't go into it with a preconceived answer that you want. You can have an answer that you want, but if it's not the answer that you get, then there might be some more, some inner struggle that you have there because that's where your ego is trying to overtake the messages that your higher self is trying to bring forth to you. And there can be a a bit of a, a struggle there. If that's, if you're not truly open to just receive what comes, Mm -hmm. then it's going to be much more difficult when you don't get what you quote want when you don't, because the the ego gets in the way of a lot of things. Oh my gosh. So big. And I'll tell you, this was one time I, I, I can tell you about was, I think it was my birthday last year. I was going to go with someone to Sedona for my birthday or, or flag one of those. Cause I love them both. But anyways, we were going to go and that was going to be my birthday gift. It was going to be a wonderful time and everything. And my guides, every time we talked about it, I could feel this pushback and I kept being told no. And I'm like, no, my ego is like, no, this is my birthday present. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go do what I want to do in a mm-hmm. place that I love and blah, blah, blah. And I kept getting this pushback and I'm like, oh, I know that I should listen to this. And this person kept talking about it. And I was like, all right, look, I really don't want to say this, but here's the truth. I can't go. Mm-hmm. And they're like, why? And I'm like, because the guide said, no, I, I, they literally are putting their hands on my chest and pushing me backwards. And I said, for me, that's a, a definite no. That's not a caution. That's a flat out no. So we pulled out my pendulum and started asking questions and every, every way I got it, it was no. Mm-hmm. And I tried, can I go the different day and stay a different <laughs> weekend? Can I go next month or this month? And every single way it was no. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, this is, you know, are you going to get hurt? What's going to happen? What's it matter? And I'm like, it doesn't matter. That's a no. And I know it's a no. So no, I'm not going. Mm-hmm. So my ego wanted to say and go, but my spiritual side and the trust and the faith I have in that information and connection I have told my ego, eh, zip it. We're listening because they have kept us alive by listening to them. So we will listen. Right. And right, so that's because at, at the end of the day, as, as we've mentioned before, you have free will, you know, you ultimately have the choice of what you do absolutely. and don't do in your life for the most part. And so you absolutely could have said, well, you know, I really want to go, so I'm going to go. But as you just said, you have enough trust and confidence in the messages that you receive and you have learned over the years when you need to put your ego to the side and say, no, I need to step back from this and I need to listen to the messages that are coming through. So even if you don't know why, sometimes you don't know why. And I think that's what's very frustrating for some people is because some people need to understand the reasoning behind it, which I completely get. That is a big struggle for me sometimes. 
I like to know, but why, why am I needing to do this? Whether it's, you know, just in normal everyday life, somebody's asking me to do something. Okay. But why do you need for me to do that? Why can't, you know, so that is really, really difficult for people to put aside and just kind of have for lack of a better phrase, this blind trust of, I don't need to know why I don't need to understand why I just need to trust that this is it. So, yeah. And I, you know, I think it's going to help you on so many different levels, but it's also going to help you to do what we all need to do right now. And even me with all the work that I've done, we all need to really get real with ourselves and check our egos. We need to go into meditation and check our ego at the door and know that when that ego is knocking, that it's the ego. And not to judge ourselves in a bad way because we don't want to get rid of our ego. We want to be mindful of it because the ego has saved our butts many, many times and people make it out to be this horrible thing. But the ego's job is to make us discerning and being in meditation and checking the ego at the door and listening to our authentic self and that to that wisdom of the cosmos coming in, that's going to help you know when that ego is knocking on the door. So that you can check it and go, ah, I really want this because I'm with the ego. I want it. But I can hear my higher self saying this is not going to be what's best for us. Mm-hmm. And it's still, like you just said, free will. Go with mm-hmm. the ego or go with the higher self. That's up to you. And after you go with the ego enough times and you realize in hindsight, mm, I should have mm-hmm. listened, then you start shifting. It's not going to happen overnight. It's Mm-mm. something every human struggles with. Ego is part of who we are. And part of our makeup. And it's just a matter of knowing when it's okay to allow that ego to be what it is and when you need to put it in check, essentially. Again, being authentic and true with yourself. Nobody else has to know how big or fat or loud or obnoxious your ego is, but you, you need to get true on that and nobody else. Because when you get honest with it, and I really did not want to be honest with it, I wanted to go on my my birthday trip, but I knew for whatever reason it was, I wasn't supposed to. And so I said, okay. So do you want to, why don't you tell us one of your coolest or most unusual or, you know... What meditation are you talking about? I want to know which one you're thinking about. Of my personal one that I have? Oh, I thought you said you had one about mine. And I was thinking, God, which one did I tell? Oh, no. (laughs) I mean, you've told me many. I'm just saying I have one of my own personal meditations that was kind of in the same vein of of the story that you told earlier about the guy that you read. But for like one of your personal meditations, do you have one that you'd like to share that was just kind of like, Oh, that's really interesting. Maybe it's one in the beginning when you were first starting out where well, you were like, that's cool. Or well, I think I said, you know, the one already about when I started meditation, Thor came and that was hilarious. Oh yeah. You know, that's fun. That, that one was funny because I expected, you know, sitting bull and I ended up with Thor, the God of thunder. And that was great. It took me three days to accept it. And I still have the writing of where I wrote it down that he came to me. God, I'm trying to think back. There's so many. I know. I put um, you on the spot. Let me think. Hold on. I am thinking about, no, total blank. You're going to have to go okay. first and I'm going to have to fine. think on mine. Okay. All good. So one of the most interesting meditations that I have had, which 
I still don't entirely know why I was shown this. I'm on the fence as to why I was shown this. But one time I was in meditation and I wasn't asking any specific question. I didn't have any specific intention going into my meditation at all. It was just a let's meditate and see what comes. So in this meditation, I was an observer. There was a wide open field, some trees in the far you know, background, but not immediate. And there were several Native American First Nation peoples in the foreground that I was an observer. So if I was physically there, I would have been maybe 30 or 40 yards away or whatever. It appeared to be a small village and several First Nations peoples walking around. And I remember I was sitting there and I was watching and I was like, oh, this is really interesting. What am I supposed to really be noticing here? I don't really know. So my family has Native American heritage in their background. So in my meditation, I remember thinking like, oh, maybe this is a connection to some of my ancestors. I'm not really sure. I didn't really have enough information to really make that connection. I was just trying to piece it together as I was going along in the meditation. And so then it was a very relatively short, like I did it, there wasn't anything major that happened. It was literally just a few people talking to each other, standing around, doing their everyday lives. And I'm just off in the cut, just kind of watching. So then I kept seeing three words. They kept flying through my head and I kept hearing cloud and wolf and white and then wolf and cloud and white and not always in the same order, but it was those three words, white cloud and wolf. And I was just like, I don't understand what's happening right now. Like, I don't understand this message. I don't know what's happening. Nothing significant. Like I said, really happens. I come out of the meditation and I kind of sitting there thinking about it for a minute. And I'm like, "Hmm, I guess I need to get to some sleuthing. So I get online and I start trying to research like Native American. And then I just put in those three keywords, white cloud and wolf. And after a few minutes, I found this article. And then I found another article and there's not a lot of articles on this person, but I found a chief named Chief White Cloud. And in one of the paintings that he had painted of him, he has a white wolf draped around his shoulders. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, okay. So clearly this is what I'm hearing. I've never heard of this Native American chief before. I have no idea why this information was brought to me. I read a little bit of his backstory. It's very intriguing, but he's not, quote, one of the, like you mentioned, Sitting Bull or somebody that most people recognize by name. Um, He had some interesting interactions with Europeans and was a very good leader for his people. And so I thought it was very fascinating because A, there's an actual painting of him so I can see what he looks like. There's two of the main words that I was hearing are in his name. And the third word is literally the only painting of him has on his body, you know, on his person. And so then I started trying to figure it out after I came out of meditation, after I found this, uh, clearly I didn't make this up. There's no way I could have made this up in my head. Clearly, this information was given to me for some reason. (laughs) And so my then the debate of was I seeing a past life that I was 
maybe not necessarily him, but in his tribe and his village, was I just taken back to a certain time and observing and I had something that I needed to learn from his story that I was doing research, you know, when I researched him. So I still really haven't totally figured it out. And I'm okay with that. I still think it's just really cool. Because for me, it was one of those moments of full confirmation that I was not making that story up in my head that I wasn't just pulling random things out of the air that I had physical, tangible evidence that I could look up and see that made a connection and that resonated with me. And that I said, oh, yep, that's exactly what I was hearing. But what's funny is in my meditation, I didn't see him specifically. And if I did, it was from the distance that I didn't recognize him as him. So what I feel like I was seeing was just the village and the tribe that he was the leader of and that his presence was there. So Anyways, that's one of my coolest for me meditation stories because it was right when I was really, really getting hard and deep into my meditations and really starting to learn and understand what I was capable of and what messages I was able to receive. So that's one of my more fun ones for me personally. Okay. So now I remembered one. <laughs> okay, great. <Tell laughs> I me. was like trying to, trying to come up with one and I'm thinking which one and I'm I can't ever remember if it's visions, dreams, whatever, but this one was a meditation. And I was in Sedona at Buddha Beach. And the, I was with a friend of mine. And I remember Is we this the had... dragon story. Nope, that's a different one. Okay, because I was like, you literally just told that in the last episode. So <laughs> nope, nope, not that one. This okay, is a okay. different one. Okay, because a lot happens the there at Buda Beach. Okay. <laughs> was Buda like... Beach, very powerful. <laughs> can't duplicate the story. Okay, cool. No. So she and I go to this place and I have phobias about creepy crawly things, mainly spiders don't like things with eight legs freaks me out. But I decided it, it was summertime. We went to Buda beach. The water level was nice. And we went to the edge of the rock red rock uh, that's there that goes to the edge of the river below cathedral rock. And I'm like, I want to meditate here. So I laid something down to put my head down and there were ants everywhere. And I told my guides, I'm like, okay, look, I really want to meditate good here because I feel really connected to it. I said, but please don't let those things crawl all over me because I won't never be able to meditate. If they touch me, I'll freak out. <laughs> so I lay down and I, I hang, you know, from, from my knees down into the water and I lay back and I take off my glasses and, and I start to talk myself into meditation. Now, mind you, my friend, she's, I don't know, maybe four feet from me, you know, laying there with her feet in the water, doing her thing. And I'm doing mine. And there's a whole bunch of people around because it's the middle of the day. And there's all these people, kids, dogs, everything running around, lots of noise happening. But I go into this meditation so deep, I hear nothing. So my memory of this entire experience is I left my body and I left the planet. And what I remember is being way far in deep, deep space, another galaxy, another dimension, wherever I was nowhere near this planet. And now as a child, my mother always said, when you dream in, in a dream state, you imagine the cord of light that is connected like the umbilical cord from you to your mom when she's pregnant is from you to your spirit. So when you travel, if you ever are afraid, you can turn around and just grab onto that cord of light that's you know basically attached to you and pull yourself back into your body. 
what I remember about meditating there, there was no cord. When I realized Mm. I had left my body, I had left all connection and all desire to go back. I was ready to Mm. die to go to the other side. And I remember when I was out there, there was a guide and I can't remember who it was because I can't, even as I'm thinking about it, I don't remember if it was more female or male, but there was a guide. It was definitely a guide there with me. And we were just floating out in space and stars and everything. And I'm like, this is so beautiful. I'm, I can feel the wisdom. I can feel the entirety of all that is. I felt completely connected. It was just fantastic. And I remember, you know, there was all kinds of talking and whatever going on that was, you know, beyond my thoughts. And then I remember them putting their hand on me and saying it was time to go back. And I said, no, I don't want to. And I remember being so, so far away and sensing my body there and there was no connection. And I said, I'm ready to leave. I don't want to go back. And they said, no, you need to go back. And I'm like, why? And then all of a sudden, it was like this hyperdrive energy, like pulling me from what would be my cord, but I still didn't see it, pulling me forward through time. And I could see the planet Earth coming closer to me and spinning really, really fast. And it was like, I was seeing the evolution of time of earth through the ice ages and dinosaurs and everything happening, like spinning super fast. And I was aware of it and I was coming closer and closer. And then all of a sudden I was back inside the atmosphere of the planet and I was coming back to the area of Sedona, but it was like I was stopped. The planet kept stopping through time. Like I saw the ice age, it stopped and then it sped up again and it stopped in another time. And then all of a sudden I'm aware of my body, but it's not my body as I know it today. It was me as a native American woman, not that I'm not now, but very, very native American. then. (laughs) And I'm there and I can feel somebody looking at me from across the river. And at this point, I realized that this native man is watching me. And it was like the sensation that this was my protector. They were protecting me. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. And as soon as that thought hit my head, I was tossed back into my body. And when I came to, my friend was like three inches from my face. And she's like, Oh my God. And I'm, you know, I pulled back and I'm like, what are you doing? And she goes, you haven't been breathing for 10 minutes. I went, and you're just staring at me. I'm like, seriously. (laughs) And she's like, I've been watching you. I can't see your jugular moving. I couldn't feel breath coming out of you. She goes, you were dead. And I said, well, remind me not to really die in front of you because I don't get to come back. (laughs) She goes, but you looked busy. And I'm like, well, thanks. I didn't so, try to revive you because you were clearly in the cosmos. You were too busy. We didn't want to make sure we picked your direction for you. I don't know. But it was hilarious. And that sensation of all of that stayed with me. And to this day, I still can remember that spinning through time and that realization that I was willing to let go of my body to move on to back mm-hmm. to the spirit world. And I've never had it happen again like that, mm-hmm. but it was so powerful. The connection with the energy of the water coming off Cathedral Rock and down that river in front of Buda Beach, it was amazing. I, I have had some, you know, like you said about the dragon story I told last time, 
that was at the same place mm-hmm. in that same stream, maybe 60 feet from where I was when I had that experience. Mm-hmm. So that was truly probably one of the most powerful and amazing meditation experiences I've ever had. I mean, it really, really was because it was very much clarity of physical self, spiritual self, and many lives of self. So it was really interesting. Very, very, very cool. Yeah. That's really intense. (laughs) It was. (laughs) And remind me not to die with her. (laughs) Yeah. Seriously. Tell me offline who that was. So I know to not be around them either when I do anything crazy. Well, I think that this leads us into a great place to stop for this particular episode. So I guess for the people that would like to have a guided meditation with Karen, stay tuned to the very next episode. We are going to do a bonus episode where Karen takes you through a guided meditation. Uh, We're going to split it out from here. That way you guys can go back to it and find it very easily use it as many times as you want. Please feel free to write in or Facebook us or tweet at us or send us a message on email. Email if us. If you guys have any questions or comments or suggestions for other episode topics that you'd like for us to discuss, you can find us on seven platforms right now for our podcast. And then of course, our social media and email, which will all be in the show notes, but you can find us at Facebook at universe. Nope. That's not the name of our podcast. You can find us on Facebook at unseen universe podcast on Twitter at unseen universe underscore. Our email is podcast at Zintu healing.com. And if you guys could please, please, please write us an iTunes review. It is very, very, very important. It'll only take 30, 45 seconds of your time. If you could please log in and leave a review for that because it really, really helps boost us so that our visibility is much broader and more people can find us. And also Uh, the stars, if they put a star rating on the podcast, that also helps. Yeah. So please do. It would be uh, greatly appreciated for sure. And uh, stay tuned for our guided meditation. And Karen, do you have anything else? No, but if there are any questions, please email us, text us, Facebook us, tweet us, whatever, so that we can try to answer any questions you have on meditation, because it is a beautiful way to begin your spiritual practice, your centering and connecting with your higher self and your spiritual support team. Absolutely. We will uh, catch you on the next one. Namaste and good vibes, y'all. Namaste.